We're back. We've got QBAT Podcast. And as always, we try to bring you top talent, top coaching. Try to bring in QBAQ experience. We try to talk about the things that matter in the world of football. And today we've got a great one. I'm your host, Chris Hickson. I've got my co-host here, Chet Walters, who runs the Ox. Guys, if you don't know out there in the QBAQ world, when you're talking to us, you're talking to Coach Walters. And I'm going to tell you, there's not a better guy to have along with you than Coach Chet Walters. So what do we got going on today? Oh, man, you know, it's just another day in the world of QBIQ. So who do we have today? Man, you know, we've got uh, Coach uh, Coach Dan Levy. And, um, you know, this guy has been all over the place. You know you know those shows on Discovery Channel like Bear Grylls and these guys that go all over the world? <laughs> well, that's what this guy has done but with football. And, it, and it's pretty crazy. You know, some of the stops are, are Brazil and Norway and – Poland and uh, Czech Republic and Italy. I mean, the list goes on. And um, so I met Dan last year, I guess 2017, at a, at an All Star game. And um, man, it was awesome. And we've kind of created a friendship from there. So Dan, man, it's great to have you on. Hey, Chet. Thanks, and um, thanks, Chris. Thanks for you guys having me on. I'm excited, uh, and I really like the uh, Bear Grylls um, comparison. <laughs> I mean, you look like him a little bit, but then it's the <laughs> overall experience, too. I appreciate the, in that. the football world, it's the Bear Grill. I mean, you're all over the place making things happen. If I understand anything, he just came off a national championship uh, season. That is true. Um, and, again, a lot of credit goes to uh, the organization out here. I mean, they make me a – the uh, players, the management, my staff, everybody makes me a, a a better coach. But um, bigger and better things ahead, even from that, for sure. So you guys just had a na- national championship with the Prague Panthers. I know you had another one the year before, right, in, in Brazil? Yes. So so what – compare the two of those. What, what was the – what were the differences? What were the similarities? Um, I mean – I guess in Brazil, that was my uh, last year was my second year there, and we had a little bit of a different dynamic. Um, so I got to kind of build that team from the uh, ground up when I went there in 2016. Um, it was their first year of like national competition. So going into 2017, we had won the uh, second division national championship and we were going to move up so we knew we had to make some moves we had to bring in some coaching help and we had to bring in some uh players both from uh, from the states and uh some top talent from in brazil from within the uh country so i mean i really got to mold that that program into um on what i wanted and then when i came over to uh pbp the uh, Prague black panthers um that was really kind of inheriting a team that had already ex- experienced success. They were, uh, I believe it was, they were already six-time uh, national champions. Um, there was a core staff in place, a core group of veteran players. So it was really me, um, instead of completely molding a team from the uh ground up in my um, into my vision I had to bring my vision here and adapt some things and kind of pick and choose between okay what's important to building this program up and what are things that I mean this is a different country a different team a different atmosphere what are the things that 
uh, maybe I don't need to change. So I think uh, just going through those two different experiences, um, uh, there was a lot of similarities, but a lot of things that were just a complete um, learning experience for me as well. Uh, so, so coach, from from a perspective of winning a couple national championships in a row, you're kind of the overseas Belichick. So here's my question: <laughs> What's your ingredients to making a team where it's you know it's it's projection is to win the national championship? What are your what's your structural ingredients to getting that done? Um, I mean, I think that the first thing I, I, I'm coming in as a head coach, you always have to come in with a vision and then you got to sell it to your guys, to the, to the organization, to the coaching staff and to your uh, players, because you can believe whatever you want to believe. But if you can't sell it to the guys and they don't buy in, it's not going to matter. And I always tell um, I always tell other um, coaches that I talk to and I guess if kind of my credo is uh, a head coach has to come in and make and make decisions and his players have to make him right so as opposed to sitting there and in and, and waffling and uh, dwelling on doing this or that going for it on third down or, or on a fourth down or are we going to do this you just you prepare you stick to what you believe in and you decide and if your players and your staff and your management is bought into what you're doing they will make you right so that vision that you bring to the team and the ability to sell it hey this is where we want to be and of course everybody says that they want to be champions everybody says that but it's having that plan of how do we get there where are we now where do we need to be and what is our plan so that's kind of what I try to bring, uh, no matter where I go or what um, country and team I uh, go to. You know, having those ingredients, that that plan in the coaching world, in the professional world, wherever it is, you know, we've got mentors. So who are the some of the guys, who are some of the coaches that you had or that you learned from that, that play a part now in, in how you coach? You know, that's an uh, interesting uh, question. Um, I I came up in, in, in just kind of the path that I took. Like, I didn't do a, a GA. Um, I only coached, like, a little bit of high school ball before I started to um, coach overseas. And then I went back and I coached a little bit of uh, college ball later. But um, I, I was really um, – always searching for a a mentor and er, and early on it was just kind of feeling my my way out and i think that mistakes and failure especially early on were my biggest mentors uh success failure and just oh, i'm learning from that and then i mean uh later on i coached at uh i was the offensive coordinator at um alfred state College and uh, my uh, run game coordinator Tony uh, Tony Spencer, who's now the uh, wide receivers coach at uh, the the University of Idaho. Um, he was a guy who I really saw as somebody I could turn to, and he he he, he was a coach who uh, could coach both sides of the ball, new skill, new uh, skill fundamentals, new new offensive line inside and out, and was just a real I. I 
coaching overseas, you have to be kind of a, 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 a renaissance coach because you, you probably won't have a full staff. So you got to be able to coordinate both sides of the ball. You got to understand special teams. You got to be able to coach up different um, groups. And uh, Tony was a guy who I kind of saw me in that, like, that's where I want to be, where I, I can kind of command all of those groups. So uh, in a way, not having a a true mentor for uh, most of my career, I think that uh, there's a lot of things I probably could have overcome and learned a little bit faster had I had someone to uh, kind of bounce stuff off with. Um, but also, I, I don't think that there's a better teacher than, you know, success and failure. And that's well said. Yeah, I like that. No doubt on that. I, I mean, failure can be, you know, you can only count really failure uh, as truly a failure if you didn't learn anything from it and you can't exactly. progress from it. If you stay in it, then it just, then it remains that definition of failure. Uh, so now when, you know, something you said earlier when you said, hey, you know, I've got my message and it's up to your players to make you right. You know, I played for Danny White and he used to say all the time, are you familiar with the the motto CYA? Well, in his his motto was CDA, cover Danny's tail. <laughs> you know, make him right. And so it's a consistent message that you hear from uh, great coaches because the bottom line is, you know, like you said, you got guys that if they don't buy in, you're not going to be able to operate as a team and, and be able to go through game week and be successful. But if you buy in each week, each day, and you get a, a bunch of guys that are great bonding in the in the in the really the locker room, and then always have that mentality of max out, like any opportunity to max out, and whatever they be from the film room to the practice field, that that builds a resume that suggests expectation of, of consistent winning. And so when I hear those words that you say, I just I find my puzzle pieces just so intrigued about it, and and I think. My interest always, because I don't have a great feel for what the football uh, element, the football environment or skill level is over there in, in Prague, what is it like? How can you compare it? And then you knowing what you know, how quickly can you advance those guys to cover the gap in between where they are currently and trying to expectation of building them up to how American football is? So um, in terms of the level, uh, whenever I, I, I discuss this, I always kind of compare it to uh, Division III um, um, football. And there's some, uh, there's some variations within there, but I say that because, for example, on, on one extreme, I got two offensive tackles who are brothers and they're both six foot six uh the older one's about 320 pounds and the younger one's about 340 and they're great athletes these guys had they been born in the states and started playing football at a a a, a younger age would be division one players um, but then you'll have guys who maybe I have a defensive end who's 220 pounds. He's a good player, but I mean, he's, he's an undersized guy. And then, uh, with the vast majority of overseas teams, whether you're talking about in Europe or in Brazil, you have these guys who could go maybe a handful of guys who could play division one, one double A or, or division two ball on the same team with guys who 
just started playing the the game and aren't at a JV high school football skill level yet. So, and you have these guys more or less operating on the uh, same team. So, one of your challenges coming in as a coach, of course, those guys who are who are already great players out here, you want to make them better because every player can improve. That there's a lot of uh, there's just not the access to coaching out here, especially at certain positions like offensive line, like QB. Uh, and, and, and these guys haven't had that access, even the great players, so you want to give that to them. But also, if you really want to succeed and you look at the top teams on the continent out here, they coach up their depth. So you get outside of your core 20 or 30 guys who are good college football level players you get outside of that okay well now i got another 30 guys who they need to be serviceable because injuries are going to happen at some point uh guys are eventually going to 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 retire we've got to be good with our with our youth program and making sure that these guys are coming in with a high football iq um and that's the biggest challenge i think because uh you're short on resources out here so we have you know sm we have a smaller a budget we have on less time because this is semi-pro and, and a lot of these guys have their day jobs so we don't get them all day every day um and you have to figure out ways to okay how can we make them smarter better players how can we get them to buy in and as you said chris max out on their commitment to the uh program so it's a really interesting di uh dynamic that you don't find anywhere else we're playing a uh division three college team here on uh june 16th it'll be the first time pvp's ever uh, uh, done that north central college from illinois is coming up here and we're going to play them and uh that that's going to be a big event for us, a big test, and we're going to really, I mean, get to see, like, can, are we competitive in this game? Can we win it? Um, all those things. Well, you, you mentioned that and in, in some of the gaps, and, I mean, that's something that we're looking to do here at QBIQ is, is how do we make that jump overseas and, and better help those guys over there understand the game? Because, I mean, we're, you know, obviously QBIQ is a fundamental system to uh, understand how defenses organically want to work inside their framework. And in terms of that, have you had any advancement? Have you uh, been able to use any of the QBIQ stuff with your players and your installs? Oh, for sure. And I'll, I'll actually touch on a couple of points there. The um, first one is I think that um, QBIQ as a uh, platform has a lot of value when it comes to international football because if you compare I'm, I'm, I'll start with again resource wise uh, just about every team in um, Europe has a limit on how many American players they can bring in so for example for us it's three for some teams it's four for some teams it's two some teams it's one and just about every team I would say 95% of teams Competing at one of the time, competing in one of the first division leagues in in, in a Europe, use one of those finite spots on a QB, and the and so so bringing in an American QB to run their offense. And the reasoning, but behind that is 
even if you got, if you have a guy who gets into your youth program when he's 13 um, years old, the question becomes what access has he had to coaching and what access has he had to ex to, exper to experience. He hasn't played at the collegiate level, so he hasn't played against that level of competition. And most times he probably hasn't had the level of coaching that he would receive there. So there's a gap between a guy who's had that experience, a guy from the States and a guy who's a European, maybe extremely talented, great athlete, good feet, great arm talent, smart guy, but just hasn't had access to that. So with, with QBIQ, I think that they can make up some of that ground because they're presented with a streamlined process to catch up on how, on just like on just like you said how defenses operate uh understanding how routes adjust um being able to 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 grasp the the uh playbook conceptually and uh kind of uh segueing off of that gets me to my second point which is i think it's been very um, useful for our wide receivers and other uh, skill groups as well with the RDR and being able to really, hey guys, this is our system. Now get the middle reps so you learn it uh, conceptually and you're not just trying to get by memorizing your specific route as it's written on paper, okay, versus cover three, I got that bang scene, ball's going to come in fast. Well, now you, you, under, you understand that. So uh, I've seen probably more than with our our QBs because we've been in a transition year. Our our longtime Czech Hall of Fame QB he he retired after on this year, and our backup to to to, to him after he delved into QBIQ and we worked pretty extensively. He got signed by a another team, which is unfortunate, but it's part of the the uh, business. So we're bringing in and. American and he's getting involved um, with it as well. But I mean, going back to fall camp, which we had in uh, October, I mean, our receiver core, which all had uh, had access to the platform, had improved dramatically, understanding how to stem routes, understanding timing and uh, spacing and just having a f higher football IQ, understanding things from the QB perspective, as well as the uh, the um, defensive pers uh, perspective. So I really think it attacks things specific to international football on two fronts. One, the ability for a, for a homegrown European QB to kind of catch up and close that gap between them and maybe a QB from the States and at least give you that same, close to that same level of performance. And, the, and on the other side, just the value it brings to all of your other skill groups under understanding offense and defense conceptually and increasing their own football IQ. Hey, great answer. You know, we're, we're obviously always excited to introduce it to anybody, but we get really excited to, uh, I mean, every time we, we ship overseas, we, kind of, we get excited about who it is, what country it's going to, and especially when we get the opportunity to work with, you know, somebody like the national championship, Prague Panthers, for us, it's a, a exciting thing, and we've we've come to the point in this podcast. We're sitting here talking with Coach Dan Levy, who's a two-time national championship uh, coach, one time in Brazil, 
and and back to back, he's uh, running up here in, in the Czech Republic. Uh, it's now time for a key question. Uh, Chet, here's 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 my question. I got a key question. How about the kickers, coach? Coach, how about the kickers? Are <laughs> they um, are they pretty good? Because I mean, you guys they play soccer more often than football, right? <laughs> I mean, that that's always something. That's the assumption that I had coming in, and that's the that's the assumption that a lot of people have. And you know, there there are some good kickers out here um but it's not universally true that uh, like you don't always see it you know translating i will say in brazil in 2017 i had two really good kickers and the the really funny part of it was you know no matter if you're in the states at any level the kicker's kind of the uh the exile he's kind of on the team nobody really cares about him Man, I had I had two kickers on my team in Brazil, and I called them uh, our divas because they didn't understand why they they wanted. They came to me uh, after a few after a few of our first practices in camp, and 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 I had only had one the uh, the the year before, and we do field goal at the end, and they and they come up and they're like, hey, coach, now that there's two now that there's two of us, I think we need more time, um, because we got two guys taking reps, and I think we mean um we need more time, and of course we're always crunched on time as. I was saying time is a is a is a resource out there because you don't have uh, these guys every day all day. And I told him straight up. I said, "Well, I've got the the simplest solution to that is I only need one kicker." And they were both kind of shocked by that, and they never said another word about getting more uh, practice time. <laughs> but um, but man, they they uh, if you watch highlights from games there, they always show the uh, the extra points every time. And it's like the most boring part of the game, but in Brazil, they're going to show it. Um, so in that sense, yeah, I, I mean, with, there's some, there's some pretty good um, kickers down there. Of course, uh, Cairo Santos is kind of a guy down there. He's playing for the chiefs and, um, and in Prague, you know, the bigger sport out here is, uh, ice hockey. So you don't get quite as many, uh, uh or quite as much, kicking talent but you you will never not have a kicker i've never been in a situation where i'm like man i don't have a kicker i've got to go a recruit run or find one you'll always have somebody who hey they at least know how to kick a ball <laughs> oh man well i mean that's that's good because i mean kickers are are uh their necessity, obviously, and it's funny how you say uh, they're the exile. They're definitely a different breed, without a doubt. <laughs> um, they sometimes have that flamboyance, and it's uh, it's always a funny characteristic to a team. So, hey, where do you guys kick it from? Do you, do you guys kick it from co the college, or do you do the the NFL thirty five yarder? Oh no 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 no! It's the uh college rules at least it was okay. on last year i don't think that they're going to change that rule but uh, most of our rules are all ncaa rules gotcha coach walters man he, do you have a, a key question for coach man I, I don't have a key question i just uh hopefully you know we we put some work together we have some cool news coming with uh qbiq 
possibly heading out to Prague with Coach Levy uh, this summer. I will leave it at that on my part. Well, that's definitely a, a thing we need to talk about with Coach and, and uh, figure out where we can take that. That'll be fun to uh, not just send books and, and the system over overseas, but send ourselves to help you know spread the message. That'll be a blast. So, you know, just to wrap up, you know, obviously when you get a guy that has been basically all over the world coaching, knows the ins and the outs, has been at the college level here coaching, and knows how to transfer that message and get get the world of football, its tentacles is all over the place. It's a, it's a unbelievable sport and love getting guys that, that introduce it to other countries or raise the level in other countries. Dan Levy you know, coming off national championships. We appreciate you so much for spending your time with us today on the QBFP podcast. And we obviously wish you extremely well in getting your team ready for another national championship run. Well, guys, um, thank you so much for uh, for uh, having me on. Uh, we we really appreciate the uh, the value that QBIQ has brought to our team and and I, I, I definitely hope that you guys can can uh, can make it over here not just to I mean not just for the uh, the uh, football side but Prague is one of the most beautiful cities in the world so I'm sure that, that that would be an experience that anybody would enjoy sold we'll see you this summer absolutely <laughs> we're gonna work on that hardcore coach Walters appreciate you as always running co-host with me today yes Listen, sir guys you you watched uh and listened to the qbiq podcast and we're just trying to bring you talent trying to bring you coaches trying to bring you extra special stories in the world of football and i do mean world especially on this edition of the qbiq podcast i'm chris Dixon, your host we will see you uh, see you next time when we drop another one check it out for the qbiq podcast we drop usually on mondays all right all right guys see you later